It's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie B. And we're coming at you again with another episode full of hopefully some good information. Natalie, today's topic is... We're going to talk about candy. That shit rocks. Have you ever... You've had candy. (laughs) I've had candy. Have you had candy? I have had candy many times. (laughs) Everybody... DM at Drew Toothpaste and tell him if you've had candy or not. No, please don't. <laughs> please don't. Just slide There's into like, his DMs. No, please do. My DMs are open, but just... <laughs> Natalie, what is your personal favorite candy? I Oh my God, I don't know. It would probably be a tie. It is a tie between the Cadbury... Fruit and nut candy bar, the one that has the raisins in it. Oh, that's a good choice, yeah. Or the Ritter bar that has cornflakes in it. I didn't even think of those. Those are good. Those are my two favorites. Those are good. Well, now that I know I can pick two, I'm going to come back. My two favorites are Haribo peaches and salty licorice. Mm. (laughs) I like... Salty licorice because it is a treat, but it is not cloyingly sweet. I just, there's something about the sweetness of candy that just very typically, I just don't want it. I, I don't ever want salmiac. Yeah, salmiac. So it's made of ammonium chloride. Yes, yeah, so it's not even the good salt. No, it's a weird kind of salt that smells, believe it or not, kind of like ammonia. You gross. <laughs> I've never met anybody else who liked it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and uh, so I found I found a hookup. There's a uh, there's a candy shop in town that has it, and it's not that much. It's like two dollars. So I got it. But I know I got uh, when I was in Cincinnati. I was uh, I was at Jungle Gyms, and I got a couple kinds of it, and I was very disappointed because I was like, this is like just. Sweet and squishy. It's not salty enough. Mm -hmm. It's not astringent enough. It's not terrible enough. While we're on this topic, like very briefly, if you are in Ohio, do not ever go to Jungle Gems if you don't want to buy candy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's the spot in southern Ohio. Yeah. So it's like this grocery store that is like a cross between a grocery store and a jungle-themed amusement park. They have more international food than I've ever seen in one place in my life. And they have all of the candy from everywhere. Well, they have all of the British and European candy and cookies. Is cookies a candy? No. Cookies are a confection, but they are not candy. Okay, so what is a candy? What's the definition of a candy then? A candy is a confection that features sugar as the principal ingredient. So a confection then is? A type of food where sugar and carbohydrates are the main source of mass in the in the product. Okay. Okay, so a donut would be a confection. Yeah. But a donut is not candy, and that makes sense semantically. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Now I know what candy is. So is salty licorice? That's a candy, yes. right? Yes. Physically, candy is characterized by the use of a significant amount of sugar or sugar substitute. Okay, so sugar-free candy would also be considered... Mm -hmm. Candy, yeah. Candy. Yeah, I know a number of years 
ago in the OOS, which I've since learned is not the name of the decade. I just started calling it that as we rolled into like 2000, 2001, 2002. And I was like, oh, it's, you know, 2000s is not a good name because that describes a thousand years, right? Mm -hmm. So I started calling it the OOS. And I've since, I've since learned that that is not the name I've been... <laughs> I've been calling the decade that for like 15 years or something, uh, and people probably think I've got a little doo-doo brain or something, but... Uh, Don't we all? Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. But back in the aughts, is that what people say? That sounds so dry. Back in the OOs, I was... <laughs> I was doing what is now known as keto, but back then it was known as Atkins diet. Mm-hmm. Which is you eliminate all of your carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. So n you would say almost no confections, right? However, it was known that you could get candy that was sugar-free candy. Yes. And so they had it at the drugstore and the grocery and it was... Back then, you know, people were not doing keto. You know, some people started kind of doing Atkins diet. And so the idea was that you could eat this sugar-free candy and it would not be carbs. So you would, of course, you would eat nothing but low-grade meat and cheese. And uh, if you're on the Atkins diet, you start getting desperate. So you start doing things like getting a block of cream cheese and like dipping it in a big pile of stevia or something. <laughs> you start doing real sick shit. Yeah, crackhead behavior. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when we found sugar-free candy, I was like, hell yeah. So I got a couple bags of it, and I sat there, and I ate it because... The idea of the Atkins diet, and I'm not, I'm not totally sure because I'm like not a diet head, but the idea is that you don't have to count your calories or your food intake just as long as you don't have carbs. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of a diet hack. Much like the Spice Girls, that turned out not to be it, fam. <laughs> just another casualty of the OOs. But uh, anyway, it turns out you have intestinal disturbances you just have the most rankest garbage farts you've ever you've ever had in your entire life. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you take your body and you convert your body. It turns your body into a machine that only generates gas. And the, <laughs> and the gas, whatever it does, because in your intestines, you have these bacteria that live there. It's estimated most people in their intestines, most the average person weighs about 190 pounds. The average American, I should say, weighs about 190 pounds. 10 pounds of that is bacteria mm -hmm. living mostly in your intestines. Although there's a lot living in your hair, on the surface of your skin, in your mouth, in your nose, etc., etc. When your bacteria eats this special sugar-free sugar that's in these sugar-free candies, it makes products that you don't normally smell. Yeah, yeah. It's just horrible byproducts, right? And then you have... You have, like, cruise ship diarrhea. And the less said about that, the better. Yeah, but most people don't eat that shit because that's what it does. Yeah, most people either are smart enough, unlike me, to not be like, oh, an all-meat diet? Count me in. <laughs> <laughs> or 
they'll go to the gym, which is what I, which is what I settled on. <laughs> Instead of eating big bags of chemicals. And I'm like, why does this make me feel bad? So uh, another thing that classifies uh, candy as being candy is that uh, typically candy is made in smaller pieces. So they are intended for one person. Whereas other kinds of treats, you would cut them up to share them. Right. So a cake is not a candy. Mm-hmm. And also candy is normally eaten casually as opposed to uh ceremonially yeah well like you would have like cake or something like that as, as a dessert at the end of the meal it's like part of the meal yeah but you wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't like serve your guests a bowl of m&ms like at the dinner table <laughs> that would be kind of chill though <laughs> I don't really like M&M's. I like M&M's. I like basically all candy, though. (laughs) Except for that shit you eat. (laughs) (laughs) I'll eat a couple M. You know, if there's a bowl, if after a meal, the host puts out a big bowl of M&M's, which I've learned is unusual now. (laughs) So I'm going to... You know, next time it happens, I'm just going to point it out and say, hey, I've heard this is unusual. Right, I'll take a couple to be polite, and then I'll get my bag of uh, salty dog ass out of my pocket and be like, this is what I'm really munching. Because if you were like at somebody's house like in, in their living room and they gave you some M&Ms, that would, I think that would be within the confines of like what you would imagine someone would have candy like. Let's say you went to a restaurant that was some European restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. And they served you a little tiny steak and it had a donut next to it. You would be like... All right. Yeah, I mean that goes together. But if you got if you're at a fancy restaurant and they served you a meal and it was like uh, a piece of duck and some vegetables, and then they served you a bowl with broken up Toblerones in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we. <laughs> yeah, I yeah Very that would be fancy. <laughs> Right, that would be very European, but not really. Not right. Not concordant, right. There's no reason you would just be like, would you like some Sour Patch Kids? (laughs) (laughs) Would you like some freshly grated Sour Patch Kids on your salad? (laughs) Hey, maybe more people would eat salad. Maybe. I I thought to myself, hey, that might might not be bad. That might be all right. Get a little... Get a little walnuts, a little bit of goat cheese on that salad, some arugula, and then freshly ground Sour Patch Kids. (laughs) If you, like, chopped it up coarsely, it would be, like, craisins, which I have definitely put on salads before. Oh, shit. Oh, guess what we're eating tomorrow. (laughs) I'm starting a... I'm going to start a food truck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. You can't... (laughs) No, I fucking hate food trucks. <laughs> I'm just going to make salads and put and put Sour Patch Kids in them. Uh, candy has its origins in ancient India between the 6th and 4th centuries BC was when they invented, like, proper candy. Okay. Which yeah. requires, like, sugar. And so that was, like, when they making sugar so as soon as they invented sugar they're like all right let's rock it up (laughs) so uh they had sugar cane there yeah and so they figured out how to boil it down and make sugar and then they started making candy 
But before that, they made they made candy that was made with honey and stuff, but it wasn't the same thing because honey doesn't behave in the same way, so you're not really able to make stuff the same way. Right. Doesn't honey have a different sugar in it? Mm-hmm. So before before sugar was readily available, they had all the honey candy, and that's where you get this stuff like the Tarun I like. That actually might be my favorite candy. So what's Tarun? Tarun is like nougat. That's made with honey and almonds and flavoring. So it is like a soft... Well, you can you can have hard Tyrone too, but it's depending on how you make it. So it is either a hard or a soft and chewy nougat that has chopped up nuts in it. And it's usually sweetened with honey. So it's just like egg whites and honey, basically. It's good. It's really good. Yeah. And it's like whipped. It's got air in it. So yeah, it's sort yeah. of like meringue, right? Yeah. And then they put like lemon or orange flavoring in it. And I've seen like, especially at Jungle Gyms, they have a whole fucking ton of different kinds of turon that are very fancy. Yeah, but it's like it's like nine or ten bucks. It's like pistachio turon. Mm. Oh, why didn't we get that? Because I, I wasn't trying to buy a bunch of candy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, good call. But that one I like is like lemon and orange and vanilla, and then it has like the wafer on the top and the bottom. When I was a kid, my grandma used to peel the the paper off the top of the throne and use it for practicing communion. <laughs> <laughs> like that was a fun time activity in the afternoon. So why would you practice communion? Because if you fucked it up, that would be bad juju. You have to be like very cool about it. I always heard a uh, rumor that if you accidentally dropped the communion on the ground like when you're getting communion that the that the priest would have to get on his hands and knees and pick the communion off the ground with his mouth and lick the ground underneath it oh my god (laughs) i'm not sure if that's true but that's what i always heard (laughs) holy shit so you but you never saw that no because everybody practiced for it everybody practiced like it was like it was the Olympics. <laughs> we were ready to throw down. Like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like opening my mouth and sticking my tongue out when I did that. By the way, I, I know you guys didn't see that. That was that was the facial expression that went around with, along with that along with that noise. <laughs> okay, so then, so prior to the Industrial Revolution, people primarily made candy as medicine. Did it work? <laughs> well, I mean, kind of, like, depending on what you were taking it for. <laughs> like, they would take it to calm their stomachs down, or, like, if they had a sore throat, or this or that. Like, like cough drops, basically. Oh, so basically, calm your stomach down and sore throat medicine has not advanced, because that's what cough yeah. drops are. Yeah, basically. Yeah. It was pretty popular stuff, because back then, people always had upset stomachs because all their food was rotten. (laughs) (laughs) And their diets are really unbalanced and stuff. And so they always were queasy. So candy was the shit. You got to know that like a lot of places, especially temperate climates, all they had was like biscuits or like flour and water type foods. And then they had pickled vegetables and then they had like salted meat. Mm-hmm. So their stomachs probably felt like shit. Yeah. And everything was always rotten, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So you're fucking, you're chilling and it's like, do you want a rotten pig hoof? And you're like, I guess that's dinner. <laughs> and then it's like, do you want a snicker bar? And it's like, fuck yeah. It would be like a really ugly little turd that was like, it tastes, it would taste like a pine cone or something. <laughs> that's what their candy was probably like. That sounds really good to me. <laughs> So like a one, little. Okay, so there was one candy that they made back then that was they called chamber spice. 
<laughs> yeah. And it was uh, cloves, ginger, aniseed, juniper berries, almond, and pine kernels stuck together with sugar. That sounds dope. Doesn't that sound good? Cloves, ginger, aniseed. That's like all the good spices. That's like five spice powder. Mm-hmm. And then some almonds in there. That'd be sweet. So, yeah. So, that was their... That was, they liked that back then. The fancy people liked that. I'd be fancy. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's what their candy was like. They didn't have candy in the United States until the early 17th century because no one who came over to the colonies was really proficient in manipulating sugar in the way you need to do to make candy. So, it wasn't an art that traveled over. So, it was not just a materials issue. It was an issue of somebody being able to measure the sugar as they were heating it, right? Yeah. There's like a lot of like fiddling to, to get it to happen. Well, if you I guess it was, it's not a priority when you're playing colonized some foreign land like that's not the priority i guess the main kind of candy they had in the u.s when people had candy was rock candy which is when you just make the sugar water and then you let it crystallize on a stick or on a piece of string yeah that's like when you go into one of those rustic areas and they have those little gift shops Mm -hmm. and your and your older relatives are like ah rock candy like that's that (laughs) shit That's that shit they used to like. That shit sucks. Yeah. (laughs) It's just sugar. It's just pure sugar. So uh, the candy scene was basically mostly rich people because sugar was really expensive. And especially in the United States at the beginning, it was hard for them to get the kind of sugar they would need. Yeah. In the 1830s, there was a bunch of technological advances and they were suddenly able to get sugar a lot more than they used to be. And so the market opened up. And so working class people started being able to afford candy. So what kind of candy did they get back then? Bullshit candy, I'm sure. Uh, but that's <laughs> like also the little, the, like Bitto Honey or yeah. what? <laughs> no, Bitto Honey was the early 1900s like, or late 1800s or something like that. It was also the first time they started marketing it towards children. Oh. Hey, kids, have some candy. That is around when they started having penny candy, which is the first time that they really encouraged children to spend their own money on shit. Okay. And so a kid would get a penny, and they would go to the store, and they would get, like, a little bag of shit. So correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't there a study done that said human beings have what are called growth plates Mm -hmm. in their body? They're, like, on the ends of their bones or something like that? Mm Mm-hmm. Until these structures close or, in effect, you stop growing as an adolescent when you hit that stage, you know, 15 through 20 years old, where your bones stop lengthening, Mm -hmm. essentially your cravings for sugar are unmetered. Yeah. You basically can eat anything regardless of the sweetness. And after that point, as an adult, you will have sugar or sugar products and you will say, oh, that's too sweet. That's galling. Yeah. I frequently have that reaction to stuff where I think it is like too sweet. But it's like, I'm not sure there's like a certain, I'm not sure what it is because some some candies, I think they're too sweet. Some desserts, like even like some Chinese food, like it really like sticks me out. Like the really sweet, saucy Chinese food. I'm yeah. Into that. So they nailed that market. They finally, after, and you said they invented candy in India in the 6th century BC, right? Mm-hmm. And then finally in 1830, or in other words, 2400 years later, they were like, wait a second. 
We should sell candy to kids. <laughs> Buying penny candy was so popular with kids that there were tons of candy stores that relied on children almost entirely, like completely for their, it was almost the entirety of their business. That was when a penny was an amount of money where it's like, well, I've got a penny. Should I buy a cup of coffee or a newspaper with this? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can get like a bag of candy for for that much. You would get like a couple sticks of whatever the fuck and like a couple what the fuck balls or whatever they had back then. Oh, you know what is the worst name for candy that they used to do then? Huh. Whorehound. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I spent a lot of time when I was a kid in the Daniel Boone National Forest. <laughs> I'm just going to straight up tell you that. And there were there were gift shops all around. And they were like, Daniel Boone. You know, the worst part is I don't even remember what he did. I think he cut the trees down or maybe because I feel like there was a hatchet involved. Well, or anyway. twelve stuff. <laughs> well. Maybe we'll do an episode about Daniel Boone. <laughs> let's never do an episode about Daniel Boone. Look, uh. I feel like if it didn't stick, it's not that great. There was a hatchet involved, and he liked whorehound. I'm, I'm just assuming because of the prevalence of this flavor in the gift shops in and around the Dan- been his favorite. in and around the Daniel Boone National I'm look Forest. Up what the hell is supposed to taste like? Whorehound, bitter, and is minty. Some people say it tastes like a combination of mint, licorice, and root beer. So that sounds like some pioneer shit. That, that sounds like you would like it. <laughs> Punishment <My>. candy. <laughs> okay, you know, you want to know why I like punishment candy, <laughs> Natalie. You want to know? Why is that? Let's say you snap into a Snickers. You go, mmm, this is so good. <laughs> uh huh. Do you deserve it? I always deserve it. Because I'm like, what did I do today? Why do I get a candy? <laughs> Snickers is not good. It's good enough that it makes you wonder if you deserve it to me. So if I eat something and it's like, oh, that's salty. And it's kind of like drinking out of the pool. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> that's probably what I get. <laughs> Maybe if I do some more work, I can snap into a Snickers later. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you eat a Snickers except for on Halloween. Yes, because I don't deserve it. <laughs> you say as you drink out of your gallon of Hennessy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's different. <laughs> So, in 1847, they invented the candy press, which made them able to make candies and shapes. Okay. And they also started using steam pans to assist in making candies and boiling sugar, which you always see on how it's made. Uh, what is a steam pan? A steam pan is a revolving pan that moves the stuff inside of the... Oh, so it's like a drum. Yeah. It, it is a pan that has all the candy ingredients in, in it, and it just rotates and rotates and rotates and rotates so they don't have to stir it constantly. 
Oh, right. And then they do what they do on Unwrapped or how it's made, and they shovel shit in, and it sticks to all the stuff inside, mm-hmm. and it mixes around, right? Yeah. yeah. That made it possible to have candy businesses that were run by only a couple people, and it made it a lot easier and a lot faster to make mass market candy. Candy that you could sell in bulk. And around this time, there was a lot of candy that was poisonous. <laughs> <laughs> So how did they poison people with this setup? Artificial coloring. They use chromium oxide and copper acetate to make green. Oh. They used lead oxide and mercury sulfide to make red. They used lead chromate to make yellow and used chalk and arsenic trioxide to make white. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, uh. <laughs> so the first step is you roll the product out to kids <laughs> the second step is you fill it full of chromium uh-huh. lead mm-hmm. arsenic mercury now that's the good shit two it, kinds of lead two kinds of lead <laughs> we're doing it like the romans yeah buddy Very old Italians. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, sugar candy, like the candies that are just made of almost pure sugar, are hard candies, soft candies, caramels, marshmallows, taffy, and whatever else you can make that main, single main ingredient is sugar. I like marshmallows. I really like homemade marshmallows. I make the most bitchin' ass marshmallows ever in the world. Yeah, Natalie has, she has a technique for making marshmallows. But everything else, like all mixtures and caramels, it just pulls your teeth out. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't like sugar candy. Yeah, I like marshmallows. Marshmallows are sick, dude. Mm. Marshmallow is actually, there's some natural ingredient that makes it marshmallow, right? There used to be, but so they what's, don't use it anymore. So what's the natural ingredient? Isn't it some shit that's like you go in a swamp and you cut the tops off of cattails or something? There's some kind of swamp ingredient, right? Yeah, it's the marshmallow. So the plant is called marshmallow? Yeah. Marshmallow comes from the mallow plant species, an herb native to parts of Europe, North Africa, and Asia, which grows in marshes and other damp areas. Right. So it's some swamp shit. (laughs) Hell yeah. The plant's stem and leaves are fleshy, and its white flower has five petals. The reason that they put it in stuff is because they used to use it to treat sore throat. Okay. Because it makes it like a viscous kind of... Right, and so it kind of slimes down your throat, and that's basically the same thing as cough drops we have today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that is what marshmallows are. Marshmallow marshmallows are a candy that it was originally made with sweetened marshmallow sap, and then it was whipped up. And you just, you whip air into it, basically, Mm -hmm. right? And I imagine that that would not set up the same way. I imagine it would not dry the same way that a traditional marshmallow would. It was was probably similar to fluff or nutter. Okay, like marshmallow fluff? Mm Mm-hmm. So what is... Is is Lucky Charm marshmallows, is that a false marshmallow? Yeah. I don't think it's marshmallow. Why are they? I guess there's probably no FDA definition of marshmallow. So they can fraudulently claim that the little bits in there are actually marshmallows, huh? 
Um, you know what? They're called marbits. <laughs> marbits? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure that they so are that's... made of the same fucking ingredients as marshmallows, and so they are probably totally fine to be called marshmallows. Well, I mean, I'm sure they're not... Probably now. Probably when Lucky Charms came out, I would guess that the pink hearts and yellow moons were made of mercury and lead, probably also. Probably. Probably. I don't imagine that they're made of anything other than pure sugar and cornstarch. Yeah. And uh, gelatin. That's what marshmallows are. They're just not good. (laughs) That's why I assumed they were false marshmallows. Like, you you know, morel mushrooms? Mm -hmm. There are false morels, which are toxic. So don't eat those. They look just like the real ones. <laughs> so uh, chocolate is treated as a separate branch of confectionery because you have to handle chocolate differently than you have to handle sugar. Once you start getting into chocolate candy, that's where I start getting interested. And I'm not talking about M&Ms. I'm talking about like real European chocolate. That was after all the sugar stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that probably was around the same time period, though. Because making chocolate, you need to have, like, the same kind of shit that you would need, the same kind of technology that you would need to produce candy. I think that most of the of the chocolate places were in the 1800s when they started making the good shit. I think before that, it was probably, the game was mainly drinking chocolate. Now, I may be wrong. And this may be my shitty high school education, but I was led to believe that the the drinking chocolate that they did in South America, right? Mm-hmm. They had bitter drinking chocolate and they had Falcon God. And this is straight from my high school. I don't know anything about this. I'm not trying to be insensitive. But what they told us is they would cut your head off and play basketball with it. And then they would sip that chocolate. Yeah. But I would have the chocolate, though. <laughs> I think that would be good as hell. Yeah. Yeah, sure. You know how they make the candy with the different... You heat the sugar up, right? And you have to cook it to a certain temperature. And that determines how hard or soft it is. Right. You have sugar, and then as you heat it up, it goes from, like, soft gummy to, like, hard crackly. Yeah. By cooking sugar to different temperatures, you can make hard candies, caramels, toffee, and nougat. And so those are all, like, different textures of of candies that are, like, then that's what everything else is based on. Yeah. Gummies are gelatin-based. The peach guys you like. Yeah, so whether it's gummy bears or Haribo peaches or Star Mix, anything that's kind of like translucent. Yeah, and that, chewy. That's all gelatin. And it's, tell me if I'm wrong, it's a concentration of gelatin that has just a little bit of water and a lot of gelatin. So it's not so it's not quite like jello. It's stiffer. Yeah, and sugar. Oh, and it has a lot of sugar in it. Right, right. So, okay, let's think about what kind of candies are good. Think about the peaches. Well, when I was in high school, we used to sell the peaches for Spanish. They had a Spanish word. They were called melocotones. Oh, that's such a good word. (laughs) That's so much better than peaches. But we used to sell those, and I would just basically just eat them and then just pay for them. (laughs) You would would get high off your own supply. Yeah, it's fine. But back then, they didn't have them in the store. They didn't have the Haribo peaches in the store. Oh, so they were were exotic. Hell yeah. 
I would have loved that in my in my Spanish class. Uh, I had a Spanish teacher, and my Spanish teacher's name was English, but he called himself English. <laughs> and all we did was we ate hot peppers, and then he would have like really hot peppers, and he'd be like, "Oh, you have to sign the documento to say you're not gonna sue me if you comer like the wrong pepper." <laughs> I really nice guy. Not his fault that I don't know Spanish. <laughs> it's just been a long time. Yeah, we didn't have peaches. We ate hot peppers and we and we sweated and stuff. And we were like, no, it's cool. I'm a big man. What would you think is the most popular candy in Ohio? In Ohio, um, when I was a kid. When I was specifically in seventh grade, the most popular candy we had in our seventh grade was called gumdingers. What the fuck is that? It was... (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is that? (laughs) It was a hard candy that was a sphere about the size of a quarter, and it was maybe cherry or fruit punch flavored, and you would eat the candy, and then inside of it would be gum. That was the most popular candy I when I was a kid. I have never heard of that in my entire life. You've never heard of gumdinger? I have fucking never heard of gumdingers. <laughs> well, so, okay, so when I was in seventh grade, it was a whole ecosystem Because when I was in seventh grade, I think what I associate gumdingers with was a friend of mine would bring them to school. He would get them in bulk at the grocery store, and then he would sell them, and then the teacher also gave them out. I think he started selling them because the teacher would only give them out for good behavior. Mm -hmm. And this was the class where a kid I knew took his prosthetic foot off and threw it at the teacher. I don't see gumdingers... Like, they must have stopped making those. It's Maybe it was because they're a size of a quarter and they're hard candy, so children just choked on them constantly. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, they seem chokeable. The teacher gave them out, and then since they were associated with good behavior, my buddy got them, and, and he would sell them so you could buy your way into feeling like you were a good person. So that was really... <laughs> That was really like a smart that was a smart thing to do. Shouts out, man. Okay, so it looks like they still make them, only they changed their name to Abracabubble. Yeah, that's bullshit. People give them a solid three, which <laughs> Uh, but you know what? If you got one and and getting one and tasting that taste <laughs> That it would give you... The taste of being a good boy. The t- Yes! <laughs> if you got the taste of being a good boy, that would be a five-star taste. <laughs> Anybody can go and buy Abracabubble, but getting a gumdinger in seventh grade, you know, you were good. <laughs> We're going to do a different kind of quiz today. It's a different kind of quiz. Oh, I guess you're really excited because you got to do it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I have a list. And my list is the most popular candy in every state. I am going to pick like a handful of them. And I am going to 
tell I'm going to ask you if it is true or false. And you and you you will tell me if it is true or false that whatever candy is the most popular candy in that state. All right, let's do it. Are you ready? Hope you're ready to party. Okay, pick a state. Minnesota. What's the abbreviation for that? MN. MN. All right. True or false? The most popular candy in Minnesota is candy corn. God, that's a hard one. Because candy corn's not good, but I feel like they are cool enough that they're like, it's fine. They're cool enough that they're like, you know what? It's just the time of the year. Candy corn is okay. I think out of all the states, I think if you gave everybody from every state candy corn, the proportionately most Minnesotans would be like, yeah, it's fine. So I would say yes. No, the most popular candy in Minnesota is Tootsie Pops. Tootsie Pops? <laughs> Tootsie Pops. Brought to you by Wendy's. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, pick a state. I'm Minnesota. I am disappointed. Tootsie um, Pops are better than candy corn. I would eat a Tootsie Pop. I don't, I, don't, I wouldn't let's, have Let's, uh, okay, okay. Florida, land of enchantment. All right. No, that's New Mexico. All right. But Florida, the show me state. The most popular candy in Florida is Snickers. Sure, why not? Astronauts, beaches, punk music, keep it real, get the chocolate, get the nuts. Yeah, I'm going to go with yes for Snickers. They love Snickers in Florida. They love eating them. (laughs) Who can blame them? They put them in their mouths all the time. And you know what? They deserve them. I don't. They do. That's just life. (laughs) All right, pick a state. Pick a state. California, the most generic state. Most popular candy in California is Almond Joy. True or false? False. Easy false. Ball. The most popular candy in California. Skittles. It was Skittles. Here, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a little sassy here for a minute. Everyone keeps on saying that they don't like the Skittles ever since they got rid of the lime Skittles because now there's apple Skittles and they don't like them. I like the apple Skittles. They're fine. They're not bad. The lemon and the lime tasted too similar. Apple adds a different flavor to the Skittles. I am going to co-sign that. I think that's probably true. And you know what? I've always liked lime. If you let me pick a flavoring, like an artificial fruit flavoring for my sugar candy, I would go with lime for sure. But you know what? I've always had a sneaking suspicion that lemon and lime are the same. They just put green in it to make you like it more. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. That's why I say think about I like it. the what apple is, ones. What is lime in Spanish? Lemon. Limon. (laughs) So. Think about it. All right. Pick a state. Any state. Pennsylvania. The Keystone State. The Pennsylvania State. Why is is it Keystone? Go ahead. The most popular candy in Pennsylvania is Milk Duds. Um, no. They're, they would not. Pennsylvania keeps it too real and... To me, Pennsylvania, whether you're talking Pittsburgh, Philly, or Central PA, I think their favorite candy would be something that, if I had to guess, it would be something that is, like, definitely good. It's Skittles. (laughs) 
So you're t- you you have had four of them. You've got two right and two wrong. Yeah, but you yeah, but you said true or false milk duds for Pennsylvania. Yes. And I, and, and you I said, said false. I said false, and I got it right. So I I get that one okay. right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, I'm just me. I'm just trying to get. <laughs> I'm not trying to argue with the teacher here. I'm just trying to get full credit. Shh. Okay. So I got three of them right. Okay, get that one. Ain't nobody like milk duds. I like milk duds. All right, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> Texas. 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 The most popular candy in Texas is M&M's. I'm going to say yeah, sure. No, it's Reese Cups. <laughs> oh, good choice, Texas. Man, Texas picked a good one. Reese Cups own. If you're going mass market candy, if you're going, let's see what's in the Halloween bag, Reese Cups get eaten first. You got, how many did you get? You got three right. Out of five. Out of five. That's pretty, that's. That's 60. That's a D. That's 60%. That's an A plus, baby. That's a D. (laughs) What I found most interesting was my. Give me a D. (laughs) You got 60%. What do you call that? One thing that I thought was very interesting about the list of most popular candy by state was how many states their favorite candy was candy corn. How many states was it? Seven states. Their favorite candy you is know, candy corn. Mm, you know what? Name and shame them. <laughs> Let's hear it because this is <clears throat> fucked. Alaska. Wait. A-L? Is that Alaska? That's Alabama. Alabama! Candy corn. Iowa. Candy corn. Idaho. Candy corn. You don't have to say candy corn after every <laughs> after every one. Michigan. Candy corn. <laughs> New Mexico. They like candy corn. <laughs> Nevada. Candy corn. Rhode Island. Oh. Down with candy corn. How? I don't know. How is it your favorite, guys? <laughs> it was based on like how like the volume of candy that they bought. <laughs> Go on Twitter and send an at message to at Natalie D. That's Natalie D E E and tell her why do you like candy corn? Because <laughs> that's fucked. <laughs> candy corn's caca. Yuck city. It's if it's important if it's important to you, if it uh, reminds you of a of a time or a place or a person that's important to you, then go for it. But objectively, not the best candy in my opinion. Um, Does any state like Reese's Pieces? No. Nah, that's bull. See, Texas knows what's up. A few out of all, there was a few that like Reese's Cups. Out of all the states, I mean Reese's Cups. You gotta you gotta shout out. Um, other interesting. Indiana, their favorite candy is hot tamales. Huh. Uh, Connecticut's favorite candy is Almond Joy. Oh, that sounds about right. I like Almond Joy. If you asked me, do people in Connecticut like Almond Joy, I'd be like, yes. And I like Almond Joy, but I'd be like, yes, clearly. Of course they do. Of course they do. Actually, that makes me want an Almond Joy. I haven't had one of those in a long time. I think they went so far out of style that they stopped showing up in candy bags on Halloween. We can go out. We have driver's licenses. We could go out and get one. 
<laughs> we can don't try, they put try if, one live on the podcast <laughs> if you get the bar in the store don't they have two of them in there yes mm. that's just a, that's a perfect amount for both of us to have mm-hmm. <sighs> on the podcast we should try it on the podcast and I tell probably, everybody what almond joys are like you could <laughs> you could have you could have yours plain and i'll dip mine in some hummus uh, Oklahoma's favorite candy is double bubble gum. You guys, that's not candy. And why would you pick that anyway? Okay, okay. Actually, two states. Montana also really enjoys that gum. Mm-hmm. Kentucky, the most popular candy in Kentucky is Swedish fish, which I think are fucking gross. What? I don't think I've had Swedish fish. They're what is yucky. No, what, yeah, they're yucky, but what, what, what are Swedish fish? Are they, first of all, they're, they're almost definitely not Swedish, right? They are a fish-shaped chewy candy developed by Swedish candy producer Malaco in the late 50s for the U.S. market. So it is Swedish. So it's just like a gummy. Yeah, it's like a gummy that is red. I'd eat a Swedish fish then. Fuck it. It's not gummy like a, like a peachy penguin or like a like a hairy boat peach. Yeah. It's not like that. It's like it like sticks in your teeth and it's red flavored. It's like not like the flavor of it is like a very vague like it's a mix of I flavors. I can't believe that zero states have Reese's Pieces as their favorite candy. That was like the shit in the 80s because the kid tricked E.T. with it and then he kicked his ass. Or that was you that kicked E.T.'s ass. <laughs> but he tricked he tricked E.T. with it because he did the trail and he put the Reese's Pieces into the Have a Heart trap and he got E.T. in it. And he drowned them in the river. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you remember how you remember how the movie E.T. was only twenty one minutes long? <laughs> everybody went to the theater and they're like, Steven Spielberg, this is about to be lit. And they went in and Elliot got him with the Reese's pieces and threw his motherfucking ass in the river and walked off. Just didn't even look back. Just threw it back like he ain't getting out of this and he just walked Good night, off. Good night, E.T. <laughs> 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 and yet, no, nobody likes Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces aren't that good. They're just not. Oh, they're they were bad. No, I saw the fucking stupidest candy in the world. It was like a few months ago, but I'm still I still think it's stupid. The fucking Reese cups with the Reese pieces inside of them. Come on, you're just trying to get pictures online. They're doing they want people to take pictures of that. That's all that's the only reason why they did that. Of course. Everyone's I, trying to, to be viral. I ha- I had some of those too. It was not even You had one of them? I may or may not have taken it out of it child's Halloween bag. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you took it out of a child's mouth. I was like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> hey, quit chewing that. <laughs> open, open your mouth like a, like a dog. What do you got? What? <laughs> <laughs> I 
No, it was, and it was still in the wrapper. Nobody injected it, so it was fine. That is a myth. Did you know that? The only time anyone ever did that, they did it to their own kid. What? The only documented time of a kid dying from tainted Halloween candy was a guy who gave the candy to his own kid and tried to say he got it when he was trick-or-treating. Oh, my God. That's that's fucking awful. It's extremely fucking awful, but it doesn't happen anywhere else. <laughs> like, no one does that. No one who has drugs decides they're going to give their drugs to children because drugs are expensive, and they bought them because they wanted to do them. Right. Remember, that's how they told us. They're like, oh, somebody's going to... Somebody's going to be like, hey, kid, you want some free weed? <laughs> Watch out for that. Yeah, and no one is going to go on a rampage where they injure 100 children from their home. So the cops can just come and pick them right up. It's just like not, it's not, it's not a very sound idea of what criminals would want to do. Yeah, so the myth of people poisoning Halloween candy, whether it's with poison or razor blades. Mm-hmm. It doesn't as, matter. People uh, just don't do that. Right. It's not It's not actually real. That's an urban legend. Yes. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. So you can eat all the candy, even the stuff that's already opened. <laughs> <laughs> So, in Japan, they have sake-flavored Kit Kats. Did you know that? Oh, no. I was going to say, what do they taste like? They fucking taste like sake, right? Yeah, so they are white chocolate, and then they have sake powder in them, and allegedly they contain 0.8% alcohol. Hmm. So they're lightly alcoholic. And they also have whiskey-flavored Pocky in Japan. Yeah, that's going to be another no from me. You know, whiskey flavor, I'll tell you. Whiskey flavor is like pizza flavor. Pizza, great. Whiskey, hell yeah. Pizza-flavored candy, right? Pizza-flavored anything, like pizza-flavored chips are really fucking gross. Pizza-flavored anything. Like anything where it's like, let's make it... Pizza combos, yuck. Yeah, yeah. Pizza co- and imagine if they did limited release whiskey flavored combos. No thanks. <laughs> Just do what any normal father in the world does and eat combos and drink whiskey. <laughs> why is that so hard? Uh, We're gonna eat whiskey. We're gonna eat sake pocky. <laughs> Uh, so, did you know that they did a study and they found that human liquors averaged between 144 and 252 licks before getting to the center of a Tootsie Pop? (laughs) 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 Facts about candy. So, so, uh, so 140 and 250, is that what you said? 144. To 252. So the slowest liquor took 252 licks. Yeah, and you know, the really, the modeling on this has got to be weird because everybody normal. <laughs> Look, honestly, I'm not a lollipop <laughs> man. <laughs> I don't get a lollipop and lick it or put it in my mouth and walk around sucking on it while I... 
I don't know. What do you do while you're sucking on a lollipop? Do you walk around dribbling a basketball? <laughs> do you buzz through town on your bird scooter? There's really no... <laughs> I have no context for the use of lollipops in 2019. But I will tell you one thing is that I've seen children eating lollipops because that's life, right? Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine getting a lollipop and holding it like a flashlight in front of you, gazing at it, and then bringing it towards your mouth and going, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just giving it literally a lick. Yep. <laughs> bringing yep. your tongue inside your mouth and going, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Coming back for more. <laughs> what kind of fucking psycho does that? You do it two times. Some little, some little mini like Brett Easton Ellis out there, just like yes. <laughs> Only a hundred forty-two to two hundred fifty more times. <laughs> Oh my god. I forgot to mention E.T.'s Reese Pieces. They originally were going to make them M&M's or Hershey Kisses. But then the Hershey Company offered to pay them a million dollars if they used their new candy. Instead. Oh, and it worked because, yeah, it worked because ever since 82, I've been a Reese Pieces head. <laughs> it sounded like you were, though. You were trying to, like, cheerlead on the Reese Pieces when we were talking about the different states. You kept on being all like, what about the Reese Pieces? The Reese Pieces suck. They're full of they're full of peanut butter. It is a very yeah. one note. It's very too. I think they're too sweet. Okay, I go outside. Let's say I go outside. Let's say I wake up six thirty in the morning. Quiet house, quiet neighborhood. Everybody's at peace. I go out to the trash can out front of the house. There's a possum in there. Yes, Reese Pieces. No, it's not a role playing game. I don't. <laughs> I don't give him three gold for Reese Pieces, Natalie. <laughs> I want, (laughs) this is the real world, so I would use the Reese's Pieces that I already have to lead him to the sewer where he lives. Mm -hmm. So you use him as possum bait. (laughs) I would draw a line from the trash to the sewer. It's... It's very simple. Now, if I open my trash can, there was a fucking alien in there, son. Oh, I drown him. <laughs> hope, hope that works. You don't know with aliens. Listen, number one. <laughs> I throw. I got some old college textbooks. I throw some old college textbooks in there. Get the hose. Start filling the trash can up with water. That's how you drown an alien. <laughs> Can you make your way up through introductory calculus? No. Better find an alien. I'm going to kill it. (laughs) No. (laughs) Fuck it. Look. You only get one life. You're going to get zapped? Fuck that. (laughs) I need to assert my dominance early on so I don't end up having to, like, be tortured by aliens to death. Right. (laughs) Because here's the thing. (laughs) Here's the thing is the first alien comes down and everybody's 
looking on from the alien planet. And uh, they're like, yo, some regular lady killed our man (laughs) with the fucking garden hose. And she with her bare hands, (laughs) she hit it on the head with a coffee mug. (laughs) And she just kept going. It was overkill. (laughs) This lady was just wailing blue blood spraying everywhere. Splash around in it. That's how it would go down. <laughs> I like, I like your, yeah, I like your berserker yell that you do when you when you kill the alien. <laughs> we finally, after all these years, the great filter keeps all these civilizations from reaching Earth, and finally, a probe craft reaches Earth, and you. <laughs> <laughs> You just fucking take them out. Rip, like, rip them apart, yeah. Not in Ohio. We don't eat candy corn here. Ah, <laughs> oh, candy corn. Fuck a candy corn. Drown in my trash. It was at this point that Drew and Natalie lost control of their own podcast episode. Fortunately, you can hear more episodes on GarbageBrainUniversity.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Just search for Garbage Brain University. Our podcast and newsletter technology is provided by Substack. Thanks again to the Melvins for our theme song. Don't forget to follow at Drew Toothpaste and at Natalie, D-E-E on Twitter. We'll talk to you again next time.